Right, okay. Hello, everyone. So, in this episode, I get a listener question, and the question was all around which podcasts I listen to, which books I read for inspiration, and also there was a question around the tools I use on a daily basis to help run my business. So, hopefully, a good one. Stay tuned, subscribe, follow on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, and let's get in. Okie So, I asked for some questions from the listeners and somebody responded and it's somebody I have worked with for many years now. Her name is Moira. She's actually a freelancer. She freelances for one of my clients um, and she listens to the podcast, which is good. And she's given me some really good feedback so far. So really nice to see. Um, Moira's question was, which podcasts do I listen to to get inspiration? What books have I read? And there was also a question around the tools that I use on a daily basis to help run my business. So I'm going to go through them one by one. I'm going to start with podcasts. I'm going to go through three podcasts that I'm listening to right now, three business-related podcasts. I do listen to sort of comedy and all sorts of sports podcasts as well, but I'm going to pick the three business podcasts that I tend to come back to on a daily basis. I've then got a couple of books that I read towards the back end of last year, which again, I'll go through, I'll explain why I liked them, what I got from them and whatnot. And then I'm going to briefly touch on the tools that I use on a daily basis as well. I'm not going to touch on them too much because I feel like that could be an episode in itself. And then I'm just going to finish off with a bit of an overview of how next week looks for me. Uh, It's quite a busy week and I'm just going to take you through what I'm doing and sort of how I'm approaching it and how I'm going to make sure I'm going to get everything I need to get done, done essentially. So First of all, podcasts. So I've listened to podcasts for about two or three years now. Um, and obviously in the last 12 to 18 months, have really got popular. Um, so I'm going to kick off with three podcasts that I'm really, really enjoying at the moment. And one of them is called Mind Your Own Business. And it's by a guy called Lawrence Jones. Now, Lawrence Jones is the founder of a company called UK Fast. They do hosting, website hosting, tech stuff, all that good stuff. They are huge. Uh, I believe they're based in Manchester. And yeah, the podcast is really, really good. I would really recommend listening to it, especially if you're into business. I actually got hooked because a colleague called Scott mentioned it to me. And there was an, an interview with Gary Neville on there. And it really surprised me how business-minded Gary Neville was. Um, Obviously a good footballer, good right-back, blah, 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 but actually a really good business person. Also, there was an episode uh, with a lady that owns Kettlebell Kitchen, I believe. That was a really, really good episode. She'd only been in business one or two years, and the scale of which the business had got to in that short amount of time was just incredible. So yeah, basically what Lawrence does, he interviews different people in business to get their opinions and perspective on different subjects and also gets an insight into their journey and how they got to where they are. Um, I just really like it. It's not wishy-washy. It's not, you know, you get a lot of business resources that are like, you know, you must get up at 5am and do yoga and blah, blah, blah. But this is very straight to the point. It's very real. Um, And yeah, just generally really, really like it. I would really recommend that one. Um, a lot of UK-based business owners as well, which I, I personally find quite important and quite interesting because I do feel like business in the UK and the US is slightly different. So it's nice to get 
um, perspective from growing a business in the UK. And generally, Lawrence tends to interview UK-based business owners. So yeah, really good, highly recommended. The second podcast that I listen to is one called Smart Agency Masterclass. It's by a guy called Jason Swank. Um, the reason I like this is because it's very, very much geared towards what I do, um, which is running an agency. So I don't know much about Jason's background, but I believe he ran agencies for many years, grew them to multi-million pounds or dollars, and then sold out. And using that experience from doing that, he now goes on to coach different agency owners. Um, and what Jason does, he gets guests on who run different agencies and he picks a topic each week. You know, One might be how to be the most profitable, how to make sure you're not burning out in the business. And it's all very much geared towards agency owners in particular, which is why I find it interesting personally because I can look at that experience and apply it directly to what I'm doing. And again, lots of actionable things that I can take away from the podcast. Really, really interesting. Um, and like I say, directly related to what I do on a daily basis. You know, some podcasts, some business podcasts are very much generic around business, which is good. I really like the content of those podcasts, but this is very much geared towards me and not one episode goes by where it's not applicable to me or I've not faced the same issue or had the same question in my own business so yeah really really good especially if you're an agency owner and also really good if you're just running a business or thinking about doing so the last podcast uh, no surprises is one called the startup diary and this is by Adam Callow and Harry so Adam is a founder of a business called expert trades they're in the trade industry. They've got a sort of agency model, but they've also built a community around that, which allows them to stay ahead of the curve and whatnot. The Startup Diary, for me, is really good because it's really, really raw. It's all about you know, being completely honest, telling you about the ups, telling you about the downs, um, and just generally the journey. And another reason why I like it is because with a lot of podcasts, it's by somebody who's already made it, is that they're already super, super successful. And Adam, who's actually a personal friend of mine, he is really successful in his own right. Um, but it's probably not at the level that someone like Lawrence Jones is at or Jason Swank is at. So it's very real, and I fully believe that Adam will get to that level. He's probably the most driven guy I know, honestly. It's it's unbelievable. I've, I've been on various business trips with Adam, and he doesn't switch off, um, possibly to his detriment, but who knows. Uh, but yeah, really, really good podcast, highly recommended. I've actually featured on the podcast once before. Adam and Harry interviewed me um, around the middle of 2018, uh, and yeah, I've since gone on to work with Adam and Expert Trades on various different product uh, projects. Uh, we've partnered on different projects. And yeah, that really opened my eyes to the opportunities that being on a podcast or producing a podcast could, could lead to. Um, and yeah, highly recommend that. Please, please go and check that out. Um, yeah, you won't be disappointed. The last podcast is one called 7 Minute Mentor. It's by a guy called Mark Asquith. Um I actually met Mark at an event in Derby where I live uh, a couple of years ago uh, called Marketed Live and I was introduced to him by a guy called Tim Elliott and again Tim is a guy who's in marketing, uh, really really good at what he does, he's introduced me to lots of different people, different clients and we've worked with him on various um, different projects. And yeah, seven minute masterclass, it's really good, it's not it's not long obviously it's seven minutes, it says, you know, it says it in the title but... Yeah, it's a nice daily dose of inspiration, nice little tips here and there. Uh, doesn't consume too much time and just gets straight to the point. So again, highly recommended. Mark's actually recently done a TED Talk, so if you haven't checked that out, go and check that out. It's really, really good. 
and generally general business advice, um, really easily digestible. Um, so yeah, they're some podcasts that I listen to on almost a daily basis or whenever they come out. They're the ones that are really sticking out to me at the moment. There's plenty of others and I could go into them in more detail if I wanted to, but for the time being, they're the ones that you know I'm really, really enjoying at the moment and they're the ones that I'm taking a lot from, um, little bits and pieces that I'm taking away and implementing in my own business. Uh, so moving on to books. Now, I'm more of an audio book kind of person. I'm really not... I mean, I'm not a great reader, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I get an Audible, download some books, and I'll listen to them. And I have on and off times with this. I'm always listening to podcasts. Podcasts are very consistent in my life, but books and audio books, I sort of have periods where I'm listening to them all the time, and then periods where I'm not listening to them so much. So these two books that I'm going to mention are ones that I actually listened to uh, in September last year during a holiday with my fiance. So the first one is called, and a very straight to the point title, How to Be Effing Awesome. It's by a guy called Dan Meredith. And the reason I like this book is, um, I mentioned it earlier, it's not wishy-washy, it's not about meditation and mindset and all that kind of stuff, which I do believe in, but sometimes you don't want to hear that. It's very much a sort of kick up the arse kind of book. And the way it's read or the way it reads is very conversational. It's very much as if you're talking to Dan himself. He's very to the point, doesn't mess about. It's kind of, if you want something, go and get it. If you're not prepared to do what it takes, then um, you don't deserve it at the end of the day. And that's basically the reality of being in business. Um, and yeah, there's lots of things I took away from that book, such as you know choosing the things that actually make a difference to your life and not spending time doing wishy-washy stuff that don't have an impact. And that's kind of something I'm, I'm taking into this year. I'm making sure that I'm focusing on the stuff that actually makes a difference. Um, plenty of other stuff. Again, really, really recommend that. Um, if you want a book that's just straight to the point, um, quite humorous. Uh, if you've had enough of the sort of mindset, generated business books, and you want something that's just going to give you a kick up the arse, then definitely recommend that one. The second book is one called The Paper Plane Plan. Uh, that's, a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? By a guy called Ross. Ross is from Nottingham. He runs a business in Nottingham. I've met Ross a couple of times now. Um, not actually worked with him, although we do plan to. And again, he was at the event that Mark Asquith spoke at, Mark did live. Uh, and Ross has written a book, and it's very, very much dedicated and geared towards the service industry which is what I'm in. Ross runs an agency similar to mine, very much design-focused, really, really good agency, great at what they do. Um, and yeah, because it's so applicable to me, um, it was really interesting. I was able to take... And the best thing about this book for me was the stuff that Ross was mentioning, it wasn't... Often when you read a tip or you read something or hear something, it requires quite a big shift in the business or quite a big change. These were really quick things. I could... You know, I remember I was on the beach, I was in Santorini at the time, and I was actually making notes of the stuff that I could do. And some of the stuff was things that I could just whip through in a day. I could get through five different things in a day and see the impact really, really quickly. And more often than not, they were making an impact. And it's a lot of the stuff I've, I've, I've kept on with, there are, they're sort of consistent in the business now, some of these processes and some of these tips. So if you're quite impatient like me and you want to read a book, a snappy book, where you can just take little things, implement them, see how they go, um, then definitely recommend the paper plane plan. I really can't say that, can I? By Ross, um, who's from Nottingham, like I say, especially if you're in the service industry, some really, really good tips, all about marketing, process, pricing, everything. Sort of the 101 of running a service-based business like I do. So yeah, 
go and check that out. So all, all them podcasts, um, all them books, I'll try and link in the show notes below uh, if you're interested. So that, that that's kind of where I get my inspiration from. Um, I suppose the podcast could change. Uh, I'm always subscribing to new ones, but these have been really consistent now for a few months and I don't get bored of them and they're really, really good. I take lots away from them. I'm always sharing them with my business partner and colleagues and whatnot. So yeah, go and check them out. That's kind of where I get my inspiration from amongst other things. But in terms of podcasts and books, those are the places. Um, And on the note of books, I really want to get back into reading, stroke listening to books. If you've got any inspiration for me, if you've got any ideas, um, please email me on rob at frogspark.co.uk. I'd be interested to... um, hear what you've got to say. I've read the sort of typical books like Shoe Dog and um, The 4-Hour Work Week and all, all, all the kind of well-known ones. So if you've got any sort of niche books that I might not have heard of, I'd be really interested to, to hear them um, and go from there. In terms of tools, I'm going to touch on tools very, very quickly, and I do think this could make an episode in itself, but in terms of tools, there's there's plenty I use, and I, I'm always using tools because tools are a great way of speeding up processes, keeping data and holding data and just holding information about your business and making things easier. So I've jotted down a few here. I'm going to go through them one by one in no particular order. The first one is one called Flow, and I think it's getflow.com. It's our project management tool, essentially. All our team members are on it. All our projects are on there. All the tasks are on there, along with deadlines, any attachments that clients are sending to us. Essentially, it's a hub of Frogspark, everything is in there, all our deadlines, all our timeframes, blah, blah, blah. And it just allows us to stay on track with projects, essentially. Um, we can all comment on different tasks. And yeah, it's just a place for us to um, house all our projects. We've tried so many different approaches to project management in the past. We've tried Basecamp, we've tried Asana, we've tried um, Trello to manage projects. We've tried all sorts. And some of them, a lot of them just seem to have things missing. So, for example, Basecamp for us, it just wasn't visual enough. It was a bit clunky from a user interface point of view and user experience point of view. Uh, but Flow, we've only been using it about two months now, but it does seem to do the trick for us. It looks really good. All the data is very visual. If you want to get in and get a quick snapshot of where a project's at and how far along it is, then you can do that with Flow, and it's really, really good. The second product uh, or tool I'm going to mention is one called PipeDrive. PipeDrive, I'm sure you've heard of it really really lightweight way of managing um, leads for us so we use it as our CRM so when a lead comes in they go into pipe drive into the first column which is inquired um, and as we move them along the sales process they get moved along so it goes from inquired to qualified to met to proposal to contract to a yes or a no and it allows us to track the sales process but it's also got some really interesting data beneath that so it's got you know, how long a deal takes to be complete, generally. It's got average price of different products that we offer over the year. It's got a dashboard so we can see how our sales are going on a month-for-month basis. Who's the highest seller? Is it me? Is it Liam? Is it Scott? What's our sort of highest value product? What's our biggest profit margins? All this kind of stuff pipe drives houses. And it is, again, it, a lot of our meetings and a lot of our business decisions are based off the back of the, the data that pipe drive gives us in terms of sales. Free Agent is another tool that we use. Free Agent is quite a boring product, but really, really necessary. It's our accounting system, essentially. All our bank statements are fed into this. We can tag all our bank statements with what we've spent on. It does all our VAT returns. There's lots of different alternatives to this, like Xero, QuickBooks, and so on. But we've used Free Agent from the very beginning. 
we've got no reason to change it and we've stuck with it. So yeah, I would really recommend that for sort of small to medium sized businesses. Um, I use Trello personally. Um, it's not a team thing. It's purely for me to manage my to-do list. Um, another tool called Marker. Now Marker is really good because it allows you to take screenshots of a web page that you're looking at and annotate it. So for our QA process for websites or for anything we see online and we want to annotate and send to a colleague, it allows you to take a screenshot, annotate it in a very sketch kind of way, and then that can get uploaded directly to a Trello board, and then you can share that Trello board with whoever you want to share it to. We generally use it for our website QA testing. So when I'm looking at a website and I want it to be perfect, if there's something not quite right, I'll screenshot it, I'll put an arrow and a bit of description about what we'd like changing, that gets uploaded to the Trello board, that gets sent to the developer. The developer's then got a Trello board full of all the feedback that we've got for the website, which gets implemented before it goes live. So yeah, a really, really nice, easy way. We've tried many different ways to test websites, and this seems to be the best one. Uh, Quotient. Now, Quotient is a really good one. It, that's where we do all our contracts and quotes, essentially. Um, and it's just an easy way for us. I mean, before Quotient, we used to send a PDF, which then had to be digitally signed, and then some clients didn't know how to sign it, and blah, 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 the nightmare. With Quotient, it's a simple click-to-accept contract. Um, a nice audit trail for us. Again, it's got a bit of sales data behind it, which can't be matched by the likes of pipe drive and whatnot. But it, it's really, really good. It keeps our quoting process really straightforward and simple. It's nice for clients because... Quotes are never lost. They're always there in the same place. They can be signed off really quickly and easily. I mean, signing off quotes can often be one of the biggest you know, pains in business, to be fair. You're always waiting because if you produce something that's quite difficult to do, such as digitally signing something, it acts as a barrier and then things take longer because they just can't be bothered to try and figure out how to do it. So a nice click-to-accept feature um, is essentially what Quotient is. Uh, allows you to save templates and stuff like that so you can just easily reuse them and yeah really really good way of um, audit trailing your sort of contracts and projects that you've got going on um, and that's it for, for tools really they're what we use on a daily basis so you've got flow for project management you've got pipe drive for sales and our crm you've got free agent for all our accounting and financing you've got marker for sort of annotations and sharing notes and thoughts You've got Quotient, which is used for contracts and quotes. And then I use Trello personally as a sort of nice, easy to-do list. All of these apps have got really, really good desktop applications, mobile phone applications, so you can access the data wherever you are. It just makes life really, really easy. So that's it for tools. Moving on to next week for myself. So I'm just going to get my notes up here. <clears throat> so I've got a busy week next week. Um, I am out... I believe, every day next week uh, with plenty of things to do in between all that. So Monday, I'm in London all day with a client. They're based in Canary Wharf in the healthcare industry. Tuesday, I've got a few internal meetings. Then I'm heading off to Leicester for a sales meeting. Wednesday, I've got two meetings in Derby City Centre in the morning. Thursday, I'm at a photo shoot all day with a client and then in, on Friday I'm in Leeds so yeah I'm all over the shop next week and you know for example Monday kind of a write-off spend all day traveling in my meeting traveling back no real time to do any work Tuesday by the time I've had my internal meetings sorted out some emails in between that headed to Leicester come back again not much time for actual work this week at all really but saying that 
I've also, I've also got things to do that I have to get done this week. So I've got to finish some workshops. I've got to prep for five sales meetings I've got the following week. I've got to prepare four proposals from sales meetings I had last week. Uh, I need to record another podcast, of course. And then I need to rehearse a talk that I'm giving uh, in a week or two. So, yeah, it begs the question to me, how am I going to fit that all in and what, what am I going to do to make sure that gets done? So what I generally do on a weekly basis is every Sunday in, in a bit of downtime, I just schedule in the tasks that I need to get done in my calendar. And I take into account traveling time, I take into account as much as I can. And that essentially says to me, if it's in the calendar, you've got that allotted time to do it and it must get done. And it's a nice way for me to say no to things. So anything that crops up next week, I know what my priorities are next week. I know exactly what needs to get done to keep the business you know, moving in the right direction. And I've identified those tasks that I just mentioned as those things. And they're already scheduled in. And essentially, I know they'll get done. I'm very confident they'll get done. I'll be very tired next week. I'll be working late. I'll be traveling, um, blah, blah, blah. But these tasks are in my diary. And I know they need to get done. And yeah, it's a nice way for me to say no to things. So if anything crops up next week, I know that I need to get these things done. If I do get these finished early and I've got time, then I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll make sure I get them done and I'll bend over backwards to make sure they do so. Um, But for me, in order to get the things I have to get done, done, in a week where I'm traveling and going around meeting different people and whatnot, that's generally the way I approach it. I have all my uh, my tasks in the list pop them all in my calendar, um, different days, and that's obviously based on travel time. Obviously, I put in some time to do emails and just catch up in the middle of things. I take into account as much as I can, and I'm as realistic as possible, because when you start to not be realistic, that's when things start to break down. Um, so yeah, generally, every Sunday, I spend an hour or two each, um, each Sunday just scheduling things up, getting planned for the week, because when I enter a Monday, not having you know not knowing what I'm actually doing where I'm at what time I've got to leave what I've got to do to achieve different goals and keep different clients happy and keep the business running it just it sets me up on the off on the wrong foot from the very off on a Monday and it's not the way I like to start a week so although I'm spending an hour or two on a Sunday working technically and I don't like to work on a weekend as much as possible really um, it does set me up for a good week and that to me is worth it so yeah some podcasts there, some books, some tools, and a couple of things and a couple of tips on how I approach a particularly busy week for myself. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, please feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Rob12UK. Follow, subscribe, the podcast, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And I will catch you soon. <laughs>